And we are super psyched to welcome our newest sponsor, Thunder Road Guitars. Thunder Road Guitars is the Pacific Northwest best source for premium, new, used, and vintage guitars, amplifiers, and pedals. Online or in their Seattle, that's West Seattle, or Portland stores. You'll find fantastic customer service and a terrific vibe. I know because I'm in there a lot. Grab a cup of coffee, swing on in, don't spill your coffee, and check it all out. And now if you use code TOURSTORIES10, you can get 10% off at thunderroadguitars.com. Yes, that's me playing guitar. Hello, big news from our friends over at DistroKid. They now have an app. This app works on iOS and Android, of course. And it's available in the Apple Store and Google Play Stores and all the stores where you buy apps. Go check it out. It's got a lot of cool features. You can upload new releases. You can get notified when you've earned royalties. Awesome. You can withdraw from the app via push notifications. A little dangerous for me, but rad. Anyways, go check it out. It's all at distrokid.com app. And don't forget, you can still get 30% off your DistroKid account by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash tour stories. Have a great one. And we continue to celebrate our friends and partners over at Isotope. And we got some big news for you. The gold standard of audio repair, RX-11, is coming in May. In the meantime, you can buy RX-10 now on sale and get RX-11 absolutely free when it's released. Tour Story listeners get 10% off by using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All at isotope.com. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hi, Jen. Hello, Joe. How's it going? Pretty good. Good to see and hear while. you. Yeah. It has been a while. How long do you think it's been since we've seen each other? I don't know, but I was trying to remember the other day when we met. And I was like, that was a long time ago. Do you know where we met? I have a guess, but... I Only John Atkins comes to mind. Hmm. You tell me, what do you think? I try before I was in the Blackheart procession, for some reason, thought I was like a promoter or something. And I was like, I want Chris is weird and Mike Johnson and the Blackheart procession to play. And I think I somehow made that happen. I think you did. I think you did. I should have said Was that at the show box? No, it was at, it was either at the. Oh, God. Chop Suey, which was not Chop Suey then, or another place like down from the cha-cha on the opposite side of the street that was a very temporary place. Oh, okay. I kind of remember that. Um, Sarah Cahoon reminded me that it was a Blackheart Procession show that Curse's Weird was playing. That at the show box that we got kicked out of the show box and were asked to never come back again. Really? Yeah. I think we were like really doing some shenanigans. <laughs> and Chad was like, you guys don't come back here. <laughs> oh, man. Did you go back? I think eventually we did. Maybe for the Carissa's Weird reunion show. <laughs> 
<laughs> wow. Did you, oh, yeah. you would only gotten kicked out of that one too. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Um, so yes, we met a long time ago, either playing together or we were rolling around in the same scene. Yeah. Forever. Um, so long. But I think I know that you came from Arizona, right? I did. I came from Arizona. Did you? Were Tucson. you in bands there? Were you playing music when you were growing up there? No. I don't think it was ever my intention to be in a band. Mm. Really? Yeah. I played music since I was a little kid, oh. but never once did it cross my mind to be in a band. Oh. I think until I met Matt from Chris is Weird. Yeah. And he was like, do you want to be in my band? <laughs> Essentially. Did you say yes or did you say, I guess? You know, that's a really good question. <laughs> I bet you said, I guess. I, I guess, guess I will. We had a good time. Yeah. Um, but so that was my first band. That was, Some people okay. are like, what was your first band? And I'm like, Chris is weird. And they're like, come on. <laughs> so did you have formal training of sorts? I guess a little bit. Mm -hmm. I played the trumpet in elementary school and had to be in band. Yeah. Essentially. Well, I guess through junior high and then my music teachers were all like, this is your ticket to college. This is your ticket yeah. to college. And then I probably like 14, I was like, I, I want to play guitar. I'm oh. getting out of this trumpet situation. Yeah. And then my music teachers were so bummed because I was like, see you later, trumpet. That's right. See you later, college. That was your ticket to I'd, Grunge I'd, City. <laughs> yeah, I never <laughs> went to college. <laughs> Okay, so you went from trumpet to guitar, and then that was it. But you also, you've got some keys talent, I'd say. You know, that's true, Joe. I did actually take some classical piano lessons, now okay. that I'm recalling in my memory. But I was mm -hmm. in my 30s. Yeah. I was, like, making a record, and I was like, you know what? I want some actual piano lessons. Right. And everyone was like, why are you taking piano? You can play it. And I'm like, I know, but, like, I want to learn it. I'm so like self-taught with so many things. And I'm right. like, I want someone to show me how to play this thing. Guess who else took piano lessons in their 30s? You? This guy. <laughs> how did you like it? I loved it. I lost interest for some reason, but maybe I just <laughs> went on tour and never went back to lessons or something. But I did love it. I'm trying to get my kid to do it. And then I told him I would do it with him. But he's already like, no, not me and you, buddy. <laughs> Maybe Just, solo. Yeah. I already got kicked out of my band with my child. <laughs> <laughs> Kids are picky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where are you right now? I'm in Los Angeles. Okay. That's where you live. This is where I live. I moved here about five years ago. And I cannot believe I've lived here this long. Yeah. I made it for two years. I think three years. What'd you think about it? I I've will always have a fondness in my heart for Los Angeles, but um, I keep coming back to the Northwest and I think I probably won't leave for a while. What do you think? I like it. <laughs> I feel like I miss being in a walkable city mm -hmm. and I miss 
Not that I haven't met a lot of great people in LA, but I think there's something about the art community in the Northwest that is really unrivaled. Right. Are you going to come back? You know, I think I'd go back to visit, but I don't know if I'd go back to live there. Mostly because my, as my climate change fear grows, I'm like, I don't know if the Northwest is where I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I want to be in LA either. Right. But right. This is a big desert over here. Yeah. Well, I'm there a lot. Yeah. Same, I guess same with Seattle and the Northwest. I, I'm up there all the time. All right. Well, I love visiting. We can have lunch at a Burbank airport at Guy Fieri's, maybe, mm-hmm. for starters. <laughs> That's a good Just one. Just dip our toes <laughs> and, <laughs> and rekindling our friendship. <laughs> um, that's in B5. Uh, yeah, my I favorite. pass it all the time. Yeah, I love that. Never B5. been <laughs> All right, well, we're mostly here to talk about your new record, which is beautiful. I really, I mean that. Thank and it's, you. Um, it's, um, it's, uh, I don't know. It made me cry last night, a particular song. Um, it's called The Last Night of Sadness. And uh, that's out on Gay Forever Records on October 13th. And I've, I've listened to most of your records. I've followed your evolution for the most part. And um, this record has some kind of you know some goth club rhythms to it and um (laughs) (laughs) but more than ever um kind of hip-hop and pop production pretty big stuff and big sounding and um it's got hooks galore which one thing i'd learned about listening to this record or or just re-realized really because every time i saw you live over the years i'd be like oh the hook you're like a hook master and this record has hooks in the verses and the choruses what a compliment (laughs) i'm serious but that's kind of your mo i think and the other thing i realized is that you have a style again as far as i'm concerned but it transcends all these other styles and subgenres of music very well it's pliable and i think that is the nature of your hooks i think that's what makes it happen it's just a theory but um, you're also addressing things in this record more clearly. Uh, addiction, recovery, death, missed love. It, it seems to me like it's a little more literal and, and the story is more clear this time around. And and, and it's delivered in pretty confident and, and poignant way. Where were you when you started writing this record? You know... I had started writing this, I think, right end of 2019, kind of dabbling in some, you know, it's like you finish a record and you're like, I guess I'm writing a new record. (laughs) I didn't mean that to sound silly. It's just how it works (laughs) all the time. Um, And, you know, I I guess (laughs) sometimes I don't want to be like pandemic, but, you know, I think the the being in a collective space with the world essentially with other people with friends that i you know i don't know if we'd experienced in a really long time everyone kind of in a similar 
experience. And, you know, I was just kind of writing about, I guess, being, I was in LA at the time and wanted to tap into this feeling of, I could not believe how much suffering I was seeing. And coming from a pretty privileged place, my life was generally okay. And I was like, how do I put these things together in my Mm -hmm. mind? And just was kind of able to write through some experiences. I don't know if I'm being too vague here. (laughs) Right. Well, I mean, it's funny that you say that because as I said, it feels, there's nothing vague about these songs and these lyrics. There's not much vagity, if that's a word. If it's not, it is now. But you know what I mean? Does it feel more yeah. clear, clearly delivered? And Yeah. Sometimes I like to think about it as a, a door being open in my mind. Uh, sometimes it just feels like, who's writing this song? Mm-hmm. Am I writing it? Right. And I think, you know, I'm clearly writing about my own experiences, but it did feel like something was a little as much as it's me writing and it sounds like me or whatever yeah i does something shifted a little bit in my style that i was like oh this is interesting um but still being able to be very clear i guess about what i wanted to say and then even surprising myself with being like this is pretty personal even though yeah. I'm, I'm known to be personal in my records yeah i wasn't able to put my finger on it at first but then the picture is i can sound like broken record, but it's so much clearer to me on these. Maybe these songs are, you know, touching me closer or something, but there's a clarity and and a confidence to the whole thing. Maybe it's like getting older. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I feel like as I get older, I have more confidence as an artist because I'm like, well, I guess I'm doing this because this is what I do. Right. You know, there's not like a question in my mind anymore of like, should I have a different job? It's like, no, right. this is what you want to do. And uh, being able to talk about things like my experience in rehab or whatever in this like musical way and be like the nuance of addiction and how it's funny and sad and horrifying yeah. and silly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's the one thing that I, I forgot to add that this record's hilarious at times too. <laughs> Thank <laughs> like, you. Like really funny. <laughs> um, shout out to Cliff being a nice, nice one there. Um, I'll let people hear that. Uh, it just <laughs> the first time I heard it, I felt like, did I just hear that? Oh yes, I heard that. So good. Um, and to that, um, your single "Famous" is amongst other things I'm assuming, but it's, uh, the storyline is about not wanting to be famous. And I wonder how you, not as much how you measure fame against success, but it makes me think and wonder at this point in your career, how do you measure artistic satisfaction? You know, some people might use fame to, as a measurement. Or, or what is success to you? You know, I think having made music for so long, 
and getting to have like different experiences in the music industry and watching people have lots of like fame, success and money um, has been just like such a co cool thing to get to watch, mm -hmm. you know? And I think for me, writing this record, I think when I was done with it, I was like, I felt so, I guess, maybe clear that I had made this piece of art. And I was like, I feel like this is a piece of art, not just like the last record I made. I loved it. It was so fun to make, love the songs on it, but it definitely felt like a collection of songs and like bops and whatever. This mm -hmm. one was like a piece as a whole that I was like, yeah. oh, this is special. And, um, you know, I feel like getting to be at the point I am now with, I have sometimes like teenagers at shows come up to me that know Chris is weird. And I am always Whoa. like, what? <laughs> and they're like, I'm such a big Chris is weird fan. And are people writing me on the internet? And I think to have a band like that, that wasn't necessarily like famous or successful in its time, but has somehow managed to stay relevant, yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, I think that I'm like, wow, what, how cool to be a part of something like that, that still right. is resonating with people. Yeah, it sure is. I just listened to Chris is weird about a month ago while I was on tour. I love, sometimes I'll just like search Chris is weird on Twitter. Yeah. Cause the way people talk about like, they're like, my roommate's been playing Curses Weird for three days. Should I check on them? <laughs> I'm like, this world is so funny. <laughs> Forgive me if I, this is like, everyone knows this, but has there been like a line like that in a movie or a TV show about specifically no, Curses Weird? There should be. Though. There really should be. I feel like people are like sad music and they're like, okay, but like Curses Weird. <laughs> yeah, that exactly. That's it. You're already writing the dialogue. It's gonna be a weird pitch. <laughs> I am here in Los Angeles, you know. Yeah. Um, well, I wanna play famous. Is that cool with you? Yeah. All right, here it comes. Just a kid in a goth club. Didn't know how to feel love. Being dumb and doing drugs. Apologies coming to no one. Everyone was a vampire. But they won't be just sucking blood Didn't know who my father was Ten years in therapy Telling the same story Telling it in different ways Talking about the same ten things I feel better though Struggle up to the mountaintop Looking down at the lights a lot Nothing's real in Hollywood Everybody's got a dream, fuck it, I'm not gonna make it Turning the lights, turning the lights off Fuck it, I'm not gonna make it Turning the lights off Fuck it, I'm not gonna make it Turning the lights, turning the lights off Fuck it, I'm not gonna make it I never wanna be famous I'm thinking now I might hate it I never wanna be handled and tied up in gold I think I'd be so anxious Don't know how anybody hangs it I never wanna be famous, famous, famous Leaving home at 17 I 
wasn't two or twenty-three Giving up on everything Drinking ain't stopping for no one Never been in a fist fight But I married a hot dog She's wearing a misfits shirt Cause she's a Metallica fan R.A.P. Cliff The television you missed Kim lost her diamond Earring in the ocean Everybody's got a dream Fuck it, I'm not gonna make it Turning the lights, turning the lights off Fuck it, I'm not gonna make it I never wanna be famous I'm thinking now I might hate it I never wanna be handled And tied up in gold I think I'd be so anxious Don't know how anybody hangs it I never wanna be famous, famous interesting thing about that if you get to listen to the record which i've gotten to listen to i love the way the record is sequenced and all like those two songs play in together and also the song titles the way you have the parenthetical suggestion of the next song oh yeah (laughs) it's really i mean it's really interesting it really adds to the sequence it's cool and i want to Talk about the production of this record because you you did this all on your own, right? I did. It's like did. not I, that I assumed you couldn't do this, but this is like a huge sounding record. Thank you. It's a big pop record. I definitely was going for a big sound. You were. Like, how do I make it something intimate that also is big, you know? Yeah. Man, your vocal and lyrical style can fit over this kind of big pop stuff and it works so good i'll take that compliment joe (laughs) good i was when i had the demos i I was talking to brian finnell who did single writer Mm -hmm. and i was like just kind of like what do i do and he was like you could do this record and i was like i could and he was like the demos sound great you just take it to the next level and i was like okay (laughs) 
And you did. All I got to tell you, though, it was one of the hardest things to take something I had already written. Yeah. And be like, how do I make this cooler? Yeah. You know, how did you it was do a great it? challenge, though. Did you have keyboards mounted on the wall? <laughs> giant monitors? Like, I do love a synthesizer. <laughs> do you have four? You know, I only have two, but no. I will. It sounds like that oh. kind of production. You're just like, oh, I want that, that. It's just it's great. <laughs> what were you listening? Was there anything that you gleaned from? Any music that you can remember? It's kind of a silly question, but sometimes there's an answer. Yeah, you know, I was actually listening to a lot of synthesizer music. I was, I think I had was listening to like some horror soundtracks mm. that I just was like, I yeah. love this kind of music. How do how do I make it with my music? Right. <laughs> you know, and um, I I listened to a lot of hip hop too. Yeah. Um, just a lot of Cardi B and Nicki Minaj, and I think that production. And just sometimes those turn of phrases and their lyrics and stuff, I was like, this is so cool. Yeah. Did you, so you made demos, were they like small demos? Were they just like demos on a guitar and vocals? They were more like just, I think, a skeleton of the song. So still a lot of keys, uh, but I didn't have as many drums in. I, you know, I was leaving a lot of room for probably someone else's brain to be like, oh, what about this? Yeah. You know, so then it was just my brain. And I, and I got to say, my wife, she would pop in and be like, what about this? Really? <laughs> or a lot of times if I was stuck, I'd be like, I don't know what to do. And like, she's just an idea machine. So she would be like, what about this? That's fun. Um, it was pretty cool. It was cool. Fun to be married to an idea machine. It it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, so you made this record. Um, you must have felt great. Did you send it around to people? I, at some point, you decided you were going to put it out yourself, right? Yes. Yeah. We talked about it. And... I meant sent around to people like your friends, like you were psyched. I, I did. I did. I sent it to some people, mostly just to be like, what's your favorite song on here? Mm-hmm. Because I really liked them all, but I was like, especially not having a label to be like, this is your single. I was like, what do listeners like? Right. So sent it to a couple of people who I knew who were fans and friends and been like, tell me your top two. Cool. And it was all over the map. And I was like, it was, is this a good problem? Yeah. All these songs are good. (laughs) People He's, like all of them. There's, it's hard for people to decide. They're all good. That is a great problem to have. I for sure was like, everyone's going to like Famous. Yeah. Maybe another one. Yeah. Some people believe in this, and I kind of believe in it, but I played Famous for three or four kind of eight, nine, eight, nine, and 10-year-olds. They couldn't resist it. They couldn't? No. They had to dance. They had to bob their heads. I do really resonate with children. I'm going to play them part of the songs. Some aren't for kids, but. Yeah, I feel like I did actually make a clean version of the record. Mm. And then I was like, the concepts on the record might not be for kids. <laughs> <either."> <laughs> That's kind of what I was thinking. 
It's more like the questions. Oh God, yeah. I have to answer that. That's a kind of a long story. <laughs> um, <laughs> there it is. There's some more humor. Your your brilliant humor. Um, <laughs> so then you finish the record, and you decided to put it out yourself on your record label, Gay Forever. Is this the only thing out on Gay Forever? I guess officially our first like release. Yeah. Yes. I did put out a couple digital releases. I was using it as my record label of stuff I had put mm. out. And then this is such a bigger deal that me and my wife were like, let's, let's it, I feel like it's more like a creative house versus a record label. Like let's have a place where like we can make stuff and put it out and help people make stuff. And right. This may be a boring question, but was it daunting putting out your own record with distribution and everything these days? I haven't done a version of it in 10 years. I assume everything's changed. Everything has changed, but it's probably easier. Right. You just... I think probably because so many people self-release. Yeah. Where this is going to be a little nitty gritty here, but when we were doing the CDs you know, from mastering, it's like, get the DDP and, you know, got to make sure you have all this stuff to, up, you know, whatever for all the CD things. company. Yeah. And literally, and like have the artwork. And I just felt like you could almost like upload it from your phone into there. You know, right. like, yeah. they're like, put your record cover here. And I'm like, do we need to be in the proper layout? And then they were like, way scroll way down. They're like, if you have a DDP, if you have the proper layout specs, enter here. Yeah. And I was like, we could have just done the whole thing without all this that's why i ask it's got to be easy now kids yeah. you don't need those record labels unless you want one unless you want someone to send you a bunch of emails it is still daunting in the fact of like all the copy you have to write yeah writing copies fun isn't it <laughs> luckily i have two people who are really good at it oh great um well, I hope that I hope you keep the label going. Help some other people I th- out. I would I would love to. I feel like after I'm hoping th- my production on this record gets some other artists being like, I'd have Jen do my record. Yeah. You know. Yeah. What else do you what else you been doing besides playing music and running a creative house? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I try to keep my health up, Joe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Drinking lots of water. Yeah. Doing my exercises. What kind of exercise? You know, I go running. I do my ab workout. Yeah. To keep my core strong. You know, as I'm getting older, I'm like, you gotta have a strong core. You do have to have a strong core. I don't have kids, so I, you know, I don't know who's gonna take care of me when I get older. <laughs> <laughs> so your core will. Yeah. All right, so you're exercising, you're drinking water. There's a cool movie theater near my house that just opened up. I guess it's old. It used to be a video store in LA called Vidiots, and they reopened. Right on. And they show like old movies. Oh. It's great. All right, I'm going to go to Vidiots. Maybe that's another thing we can do together, go to Vidiots when I'm in Los Angeles. Yeah. We I just mean, saw Raisin Arizona. You remember that movie? Yes. It was exquisite. So beautiful. Yeah. It's a wonderful so silly. Movie. Yeah. 
I was like, the writing on this is so efficient. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Are you going to tour? Do you have a band to play these songs? I do have a band to play these songs. Oh, cool. Um, You know, part of me making this record was like, I, after I had written the songs and was like recording it, and I was like, I really just want to hang out with my friends and play music. You know, ultimately what I was doing when I was younger, but yeah. how do I make this a job? Yeah. So a couple of my friends are singing back up on it and they're going to play some shows. Oh, cool. Play some shows with me. What do you think your instrumentation will be? Do you know yet? Probably keys, bass, drum machine, I'm guessing. Cool. And will then... there be a guitar? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, how could I not bring a guitar on tour? But I, know, I don't funny. think I will be. Wow. Just bring it. You'll Just feel better. Or be Just brave and don't bring one. Um, any tours, any shows booked for this year? Um, we're working on some shows. Little Seattle show, probably an LA show. Let's see what else pops up. Okay. All right. Well, I'll be at one of those. Just don't do it in November, in the middle of November. That's the only time I'm unavailable. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You don't have to say anymore. <laughs> well. Um, all right. Well, it was fun talking to you and uh, congratulations on this record. It's rad. Yeah. Thank you so much for um, taking a listen to it. Of course. I'm glad it. I feel like it hit you in the way that I am hoping it 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 resonates with people. Yeah, it hit me hard. I'll say that. And I wasn't exactly sure how to talk about it. And I wrote some things about talking about it. And I was like, I want people to not hear me talk about it. It is <laughs> plenty powerful for everyone to have a powerful experience. What a delight. Yes. So thank you. And I'll see you uh, at Vidiot's, Burbank Airport, Seattle, somewhere, hopefully. Definitely Guy Ferraris. Yeah, we'll do it. (laughs) I've never been there. All right, let's do it. I mean, it's got to be good. He's a chef. It's in the airport. It's in the airport, which is... It's in the Burbank airport. It's got to be expensive to open a restaurant there. He's a chef. He's on TV. And he's got (laughs) bleach. He's got hair bills to pay so yeah. it's, it's probably busting his ass to keep that place delicious it's gotta be gotta be all right i'll talk to you soon i hope all right i'll talk to you later thank you bye bye
somewhere like nobody else We're just like everyone else